electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, eating and drinking during a shutdown. The world's largest brewer pivoting from Budweiser to hand sanitizer. We'll hear from AB InBev CEO Carlos Brito. So it's all about the human being and the need to meet others physically. And that's where our business thrives. Keeping the drive through open at Burger King and beyond, the president of restaurant brands, Jose Sill, joins us. We're going to be getting uh, thermometers to the restaurants very soon to ensure that all the restaurants uh, and team members are safe and uh, delivering food safely to our guests. And private jet company Wheels Up has gone meals up, donating to Americans facing hunger in this pandemic. Seattle Seahawks quarterback and inspiration for this move, Russell Wilson. 37 million you know, people you know, looking for food on a, on a daily basis. The worry is that this may double. It's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, everybody. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. So watching the- First up today on the pod, this buds for clean hands. As companies large and small see their businesses disrupted from the coronavirus and safe-at-home orders in many states, some big corporate names are purposely making a pivot to help manufacture much-needed supplies. Budweiser brewer AB InBev is making a push to produce hand sanitizer in its facilities, even as it's moving to get operations back to normal in China, where it seems citizens are past the worst of COVID-19 infection. Anheuser-Busch InBev is the world's largest brewer. The company owns more than 500 beer brands around the world. AB InBev CEO Carlos Brito joined us today on the phone. Carlos, it's great to see you today. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Becky. Good morning to you all, and uh, great to be with you. So tell us a little bit about this. How does that work? Well, first, I mean, uh, Becky, what I would like to say before I go there, let me step back and just say that this COVID, uh, COVID-19 crisis has changed lives temporarily, but hasn't changed the way we, you know, and the things we value and the things we stand for here at Anheuser Bush. So we're doing a couple of things. First, we're focused on the safety and health of our people, our partners in our communities. We're also learning a lot from our, our teams in China and South Korea. They've faced this COVID-19 crisis prior to other countries, and we've, learning, we've learned a lot from them, and it's spread as learning in terms of best practice around the world. Third, to your, to your question, as a beer business, we're very connected to the communities. 95% of what we produce is sourced. Our people are from the community. We brew locally, and we sell back to the community. That's why we're so involved in what the community needs are. For example, hand sanitizers, but also relief water, also helping our pubs and restaurants to stay afloat, also helping the Red Cross in the U.S., getting money from sponsorships, sports sponsorships, and reverting that to blood drives for the Red Cross. And the list goes on in terms of us building annex to public hospitals in Brazil, adding beds fully equipped in less than a month. Uh, landing our trucks to regional health care service and providers to get medical supplies to hard access places in Latin America and places like Colombia, Peru, Belize. So, I mean, we're doing many things. 
as well as adapt to new consumer behaviors. So consumers are not going to bars, pubs, restaurants anymore because they're closed, but they continue to buy our products and others in grocery stores, big supermarkets. So we're adapting to that, the whole business, our value chain, our supply chain, and also prepare for a strong recovery as we continue with our business. So those are things. And hand sanitizers is something that we, early on in the process, saw we could divert some of our production to hand sanitizers. We produce alcohol, ethanol. We extract alcohol from to produce our zero-zero alcohol beers. We also uh, have ready-to-drink cocktails, so we have some distilleries in our breweries, in some of them. So today we produce hand sanitizers in more than 20 countries around the world, and uh, we, we don't sell them. We donate them to first responders, to public hospitals, to people that are in need. And today we already have committed more than $2 billion bottles, and we'll continue to grow that number because that's what our community uh, communities need. Hey, Carlos, you have been able to uh, to reopen China, including a brewery yes. in, in Wuhan, and you're 100% operational in China, yes. and I don't think you would have gotten to that point if, if you didn't feel that, that the time was right. Can you speak to reopening that, and, and it gives us all hope, and, and uh, you know, it gives us maybe a timeline uh, with the best-case scenario here. What we saw in China is that uh, when Chinese New Year came, the Lunar Year, that was the last week of January, uh, by coincidence, that was the day that the Chinese government shut down everything and, and put a hold on travel. So instead of millions of people moving around the country, everybody stayed put. Uh, they also mandated uh, the closure of many of our retailing you know, uh, customers. And uh, what happened is that there was a big lockdown. And now things are back, going back to normal for the last past weeks. I mean, so in the last month or so, offices are back to normal. Our office was one of the first ones to reopen in Shanghai. The vice mayor went there because we follow all the procedures mandated by the government. And uh, province by province in China, our breweries, uh, in the number of 30 breweries that we have in China, uh, all opened up because different provinces are in different levels of alert. And the green provinces open businesses first, and then the yellow, and then the reds as, as they turn green. So today we have all our breweries in China open for business. Uh, business is recovering. Our, our parks or our restaurants, bars are reopening at a very fast pace. Of course, consumers are still not going in the same kind of frequency to those places. They go sometimes in a restaurant and they leave quickly compared to, so there's some changing behaviors. Consumers are buying more online. So again, we adapted our supply chain. They're buying more in supermarkets. But I have to say our Chinese guys and South Korea guys did an amazing job of adapting our whole supply chain to new ways of consumers shopping for our products and other products. One interesting thing, just to finish up on China, during the lockdown, Kantar, a uh, consumer research company, a global company, did a survey with all the Chinese consumers, with a sample of the Chinese consumers across China. And amazing enough, the things, and the question was, what are the most wanted things you want to do after the lockdown is over? And four out of six of the top things they said they would love to do are all connected to meeting people in our business. They all want to go out and dine with, with friends. They all wanted to go back to outdoor entertainment, back to travel, back to indoor entertainment. So it's all about the human being 
in the need to meet others physically, and that's where our business thrives. Our business is all about bringing people together. Even those days of social distancing, distancing, uh, we continue to bring people together through um, uh, virtual happy hours that are happening all over the place. <laughs> and that's why we continue to be in business as long as governments allow us to be in business because we feel our product is very important to keep that supply chain in the air of normalcy so consumers feel that they can go to the supermarket grocery store and they see the brands they're used to buy on shelf, stocked, and they can buy Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, uh, your favorite Bud Light seltzer, Joe, and, um, and Stellar to us. So we feel it's important to be open, not just because we can help the community, like I said in the question bef- before, but also because we serve 6 million small businesses across the world. And those are the businesses that are being hardly the, the being hardly hit by the closures and the lockdowns, and we have an obligation, and we feel a moral obligation to keep them in business. So uh, right now they're doing takeouts, so we're doing all sorts of things on social media to let neighbors know what are the parks that are open. In Europe and Latin America, we're doing a bonus. So if you buy a $50, if you pay $50 for a $100 bonus for your favorite pub, when it reopens, you can redeem that bonus for 100 bucks worth in food and beverages. But that's the badly cash that's needed now that we're trying to get consumers to support their favorite restaurants and pubs. So we're doing everything we can to, to keep the 6 million small business that we support around the world. And that's why we have to keep our operations going. And that's why we have to prepare for a strong recovery when it comes. And in China, you already see that recovery coming. Hey, Carlos, very quickly, I, I know you've withdrawn guidance for the full year, but you did talk about how in China you're looking at revenue down by about $285 million because of this EBITDA down by about $170 million. In New Jersey, where I am, they, they closed all non-essential businesses, but liquor stores are, have been deemed an essential business. Is, is the U.S. seeing quite as difficult of a downturn as China did, just because I know in a lot of places liquor stores, grocery stores that sell liquor have all been uh, deemed essential? Well, uh, again, we're operating everywhere what governments have allowed us to operate. Our customers are calling us everywhere in the world to make sure that our products will be supplied because the consumers are also looking for our products. We feel it's important to give consumers in, the, in this time of uh, strange times we're living where there's so much uncertainty and everything is so fluid. I think it's only fair to give consumers the products and staples they're used to. Um, and to, to, to make it possible that they find these products and that our products find its way to grocery stores. The U.S. is adopting thus far uh, a different approach from China. China closed down everything but food stores. Uh, even in China, we sold beer during the, the lockdown. The U.S. is keeping grocery stores open, liquor stores open, because, again, consumers need to find their products. Otherwise, life gets even tougher. And... Um, and in being open, we're also helping communities with our trucks, with our hand sanitizers, with the alcohol we provide for hospitals, with the Red Cross, the amazing partnership we did with the Red Cross. So in the U.S., to your question, in the U.S., what we said is this. All sports are canceled. We have sponsorships. We are the biggest sponsors of uh, sports in the U.S. So we agreed with the leagues 
with the teams, with the venues, to open these venues to the Red Cross. Because back, I don't know if you know that, but because of the COVID and social distancing measures, the Red Cross had to cancel 7,000 blood drives thus far this year because the places where they normally do the blood drives, people are very close to each other. But people still need blood, not because of COVID, but because of everything else. So we have now the stadiums, more than three stadiums open in the U.S., and available to the Red Cross because in the stadiums you can do the blood drives and still have social distancing. And we're also redirecting money that we'll be using for sports sponsorships in media time for the Red Cross for them to drive their message to communities. And also we're donating our tour centers and our breweries so they can do the blood drives and keep social distancing. So those are the benefits mm -hmm. of having people like us in right. business. Great. Carlos, I want to thank you for your time today. Carlos Brito. With restaurants across the U.S. forced to close their dining rooms, many are relying now on drive throughs and deliveries. Joining us for a look at that sector is uh, Jose Sill. He's the CEO of Restaurant Brands International, which is parent company of Burger King, Popeye's and Tim Hortons restaurants. Good morning to you. On Monday, we should say that uh, you penned an open letter outlining your vision uh, as a leader of one of the world's largest quick service restaurant companies. Uh, welcome to the program. First of all, before we even Thank get you, uh, into what the future of this business is going to look like, just tell us how things are on the ground right now. How many restaurants are open? How many restaurants are closed? Uh, what does it look like for you? Yeah, good morning, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it really depends on on where you uh, where you go and, and where you look. Uh, we have a business uh, with more than uh, 27,000 restaurants around the globe in 110 countries and territories. In North America, uh, the bulk of our restaurants, uh, you know, over 98% of the restaurants are open. We've had a couple of, uh, of instances where uh, locations are in either airports or um, universities that, that are uh, more non-traditional type of restaurants. And we've had, we've closed those in the interest of, uh, of addressing you know, the, the challenges in those particular types of locations. But across North America, uh, we're open for business and, and I couldn't be more proud of our franchisees as well as our team members who are helping uh, us work through this uh, and helping the country uh, work through this current situation, providing safe food uh, through drive-throughs, through delivery, as well as through uh, mobile order and, and pickup. We've implemented uh, contactless procedures and, and heightened hygiene and, and uh, sanitizing, as well as uh, disinfecting procedures in all of our restaurants uh, here in North America and across the globe, uh, procedures that we've taken from uh, best practices in Asia. And, and we, we think we're well positioned uh, for the long term here. And as I said, I'm really proud of the team that's come together to, uh, to address the current situation. What does the future of this business, do you think, look like? I mean, how do you think it changes after this? Well, I couldn't be prouder of the, the work folks are doing, both internally in our teams as well as uh, with our franchisees. I think our business has been uh, preparing for for a shift to off-premise for quite some time. So we've invested in technology, we've invested in digital teams, uh, and, and our restaurants today in North America and across the globe are well positioned to be able to deliver uh, food off-premise, uh, whether it's through uh, third-party aggregators, through our own app. Uh, and so we're, we're well positioned to continue to, to serve guests or great tasting food or safe food uh, in any um, service mode. Uh, we think over time, uh, we're, we're gonna be in a, a really good position uh, to grow uh, that platform uh, for the long term. And, and so we're, we're excited about the future, optimistic about the future, uh, but we're really focused uh, right now in ensuring that we keep our team members safe, our guests safe, 
that we address concerns and challenges that the restaurant owners are dealing with. So that, that's our focus right now. Hey, Jose, when you think about the future of this business, and, and I, I don't know if this is going to be uncomfortable, but I, I'm just curious because it's a competitive question. One of the things that you hear about is that so many small businesses, small restaurants uh, may ultimately go out of business or are worried about going out of business and that there's going to be even more consolidation or that the big companies like yours will, will, will ultimately be the, the successful ones, uh, but that, that there will be a wasteland uh, underneath it. How do you see that? Yeah, look, I, I think brands and, and concepts that uh, take care of their guests first and their team members uh, are the ones that are going to do, obviously have to have great food, great quality food and, and deliver it safely. But the, the, the folks, the brands that do the right thing by their team members and the guests, those are the ones that are going to be here for the long term. I think that that's what makes me um, confident and optimistic about the future with, with our three great brands. We've been around for uh, you know collectively 170 years um, at, at Tim Hortons, Burger King and Popeye's. Uh, we've got owners that have been around for, for decades and decades and have, their entire families committed to this business. So we're, we're confident and, and optimistic about the long term. We're certainly concerned and, and see the struggles that, that uh, folks are dealing with, small businesses are dealing with every day. That's why we applaud uh, the government's uh, actions to address uh, some of these issues immediately with the CARES Act. We've seen the same in Canada. Uh, so we're, we're concerned and, and uh, focused on the, the short term, but optimistic about the long term with our great brands. Okay. Jose, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time and uh, wish you lots of luck. Thank you. Coming up, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. The NFL star is working off the field to ensure the hungry in America stay fed during the coronavirus shutdown. The best way that we can help out is to love. At the end of the day, um, it's that quality time that we spend with one another, those, those moments that we get to help each other and serve and give back. Squawk Pod will be right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. Giving back is taking off, at least among some influential people. For example, Wheels Up has gone Meals Up. Led by its CEO and founder, Kenny Dichter, the private aviation company, Private Jets, has committed to donating 10 million meals to the nonprofit Feeding America. You might have heard of this organization on Sunday night if you were watching the Living Room Concert Special, raising funds for Feeding America and the First Responders Children's Foundation. It was on some other network. It's fine. We understand. It was Elton John. If you were watching, you probably caught the family moment between singer Sierra, her husband, and Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson and their kids. This power couple has been actively giving to Americans in need during the pandemic, even starring in a Nickelodeon town hall special for kids the other night. It was actually their philanthropy that in part inspired Wheels Up Kenny Dichter. 37 million Americans face food insecurity on a good day, and many are concerned that amid mass layoffs and an economic slowdown, that number could grow much higher. Kenny Dichter and Russell Wilson joined Squawk Box today via Skype to discuss their commitment. Here's Joe Kernan. Kenny, why don't you uh, uh, start by telling us how you came up with this, what you thought of, what you're doing, what Russell's doing, how Russell got involved, and 
Uh, And I don't think everyone knows about Feeding America even. So just fill us in. Well, I appreciate that, Joe. And I think, uh, first of all, thanks for having us. uh, And I wish everybody uh, safety and and health right now. Uh, I think we're in a John F. Kennedy moment. Uh, We're all in a John F. Kennedy moment. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Uh, I I think that, uh, you know, Wheels Up is now in Meals Up mode. I think every CEO, every entrepreneur, every company out there, anybody who's in the trading business or the hedge fund business, this is really a call to action and about us standing up and giving back to America. Uh, I was inspired by Russell and Sierra. Uh, Russell goes and visits Seattle Children's every Tuesday. I met Russell 10 years ago uh, through Coach Alvarez at the University of Wisconsin. Russell's been given back before he had anything to give. And uh, when I saw what Russell and Sierra did in response to this crisis, donating over a million meals uh, to the city of Seattle, I said, I got to call the ambassadors, the the backbone of our marketing of our business and, and see what they're doing. And I saw and I had a great conversation with J.J. Watt, who actually turned me on to Feeding America. J.J. during Hurricane Harvey donated tens of millions of dollars through his foundation to Feeding America. Uh, I, I picked up the phone, Tom Brady, Tom and Giselle, food banks in Boston, Feeding America in Tampa Bay, Joey Logano at NASCAR. I called him yesterday, Joe, told him we were coming on the air. A million meals. Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lopez, a million meals on the phone. Alex said he will send cases of Presidente beer wherever we want them. Uh, Tim Armstrong and his DTX company, a uh, million meals. And they're helping with Mount Sinai and PPE. David Edelman, Joe Poulin, Michael Rubin on your broadcast. I'm being inspired by everybody. And I said, we got to put the Wheels Up machine onto Meals Up. And we partnered with Feeding America, started in 1979. They do over 4 billion meals a year. There's 37 million Americans that are food insecure on a regular day. We're going to see that go by a factor of two uh, with the unemployment and, and with the need that people are going to have with the contraction in the market. So I, I, I call Russell. I said, Russell, you're my inspiration. I said, we got to get this thing going. So I'll hand it over to, uh, to my quarterback and my inspiration, uh, Russell Wilson. Well, obviously, um, you know, Kenny, I, I really admire, obviously, um, your, your intelligence, but also your heart, you know, because the reality is, is that, uh, this is a reality. The reality is, is that a lot of people are facing, um, tough, tough times right now. And we're all facing it in different ways, but you know, um, there's low, there, there's, there's going to be, you know, uh, you know, people being let, let go of their jobs. You know, I think about the young kids, um, you know, across the country that may not have a mom or a dad or, or, uh, you know, the family situation may not be the best financially and they're going to be looking for food. And, you know, you, you, you talked about the numbers, 37 million, you know, people, you know, looking for food on a, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, the, the, the worry is that this may double the worry that is that, um, this may continue. And I, I think, you know, for Sierra and I, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started thinking about just, you know, we got to make a difference. We got to be able to help in some, some form or fashion. And, and, um, and we started, we started, um, started doing our research, you know, Sierra and I, and we, Found out, you know, Feeding America is such a great program. They, you know, from 1979, 40 years of doing good in the world and, and trying to make a difference. And so that's where we decided to, uh, you know, donate a million meals and make a difference there. And, um, you know, Kenny and I have been so close, as, you know, Kenny mentioned, we've been close for 10 years. And uh, he called me right away and said, Russ, we got to do something. We got to make a difference in this world and we got to find a way to, to, to impact and, and to, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, help some lives here. And so, you know, it's it's uh, meals up. We're we're 
we're excited about the potential of being able to give back and everybody coming together to make a difference. And, um, you know, I, I think about just uh, the cool thing about Feeding America, too, as well, is that, you know, over 98 percent of, you know, uh, each dollar that, that's donated, it, it goes to it goes to feeding lives. You know, it really makes a difference. Um, and, uh, you know, each dollar is, you know, roughly 12 pounds of food. And so we can all make a difference. And that's what I think that's the initiative uh, with Meals Up is to really, you know, step in and, and, and help out and do as much as we can. And the best way that we can help out is to love. At the end of the day, um, it's that quality time that we spend with one another, those, those moments that we get to help each other and serve and give back. And hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we can continue that. Yep. Hey, uh, thanks, Russell. And, and Kenny, not everybody that's watching is is like a, an ambassador or Wheels Up or a, a Tom Brady. I, it, did Do we go through Wheels Up? Do we go through Feeding America? What, what's the best way for everyone Simple, to pitch Joe. in? First and foremost, again, I, we, we went out and pledged uh, 10 million meals. We, we got in touch with the, the charity through through our, our folks. And we're already at, I, I made 10 phone calls and we're at 7 million meals. I would say everybody out there, it's so easy to donate. Just go to feedingamerica.org slash meals up. And by the way, a million meals, this charity is so efficient. They're acquiring meals and they do 4 billion a year at 10 cents a meal. So if you want to donate 10 meals, that, that's, that's very, very reasonable. It's a dollar. If you want to donate 100 meals, it's $10. You want to donate a thousand meals. It's a hundred dollars. It's so unbelievable how efficient they are. I'm looking at their business and saying, how can Wheels Up be more like Feeding America in its efficiency? My CFO Eric Jacobs. I showed him the numbers. He said, we got to get we got to get efficient like Feeding America. We got eight thousand great members that we're going to go out to and and let them know that we're here to help facilitate them helping. We have thousand pilots now, three hundred airplanes. And by the way, I want to answer Governor Cuomo and any other governor's call. If there are volunteer medics, and I'm following Delta's lead here, Ed Bastian, one of the best CEOs in America, setting a great example in unprecedented times, uh, we will wheels up, the fleet will fly medics to where they need to be if they volunteer. Governor Cuomo, reach out to us. We want to help. Russell, just just as an aside for a second, um, I, I know yep. you probably remember back during, during 9-11, the, uh, how it felt when we saw a baseball game after going through that. I'm just wondering uh, what it's going to be like for you when, you know, when we're through this and, and what sports are going to mean and the Seahawks and the NFL and everything else for, for, the, for the country. I just wondered if, if, if you've thought about that. It's going to be pretty special when we do get to the other side of this and get, get back to doing what I, I think the ratings, I think everything's going to be greater than it ever was for, uh, you know, when we do that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I, I think that's a great point. You know, um, you know, I, you know, sports and, and music and entertainment is, is such a key part to just uh, us having that joy, you know, and that togetherness. You know, uh, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic status, you know, and when people come together, it's it's a special thing. But the reality is nothing. None of that really matters right now. You know, I think that the only thing that matters is is the next day when we wake up and and making sure that we're safe in our families and. Um, and, and whatever we can do to help serve and give back in whatever capacity, um, whether if it's just protecting our families, whether if it's being able to donate if you can, um, you know, and I think, you know, the reality is a lot of people are worried about, you know, their, their next job or whatever it may be. And so I think, you know, for me, you know, uh, I love playing the game, you know, and as soon as I can get back out there um, in a safe way, uh, that'll be great. 
but the reality is, is that, um, you know, it's, we're in a worldwide pandemic and, uh, something that we've never faced before. This is, this unprecedented. I've never seen my whole young 31 years. I've never seen, uh, anything like this in terms of, um, us, you know, canceling sporting, sporting events and colleges. I, I think about my sister, you know, uh, you know, a Stanford university, uh, you know, you know, basketball player, you know, you think about that, her whole season's canceled and, you know, her senior year, she doesn't get to experience her last little semester and everything else, you know, in college. And, um, you know, I think about all the college young students who are looking forward to college, the high school kids, the, the kids who, you know, wake up and uh, they want to go to little league. And so, um, you know, I, I just, um, the best thing that we can do is just love and give and serve. And, um, and if we can do that, you know, um, <clears throat> If we can, if we can do that, you know, I think I think we'll be back out there and uh, you know, be able to spend time together, yeah. all together, and enjoying games and all that. But none of that matters yet. Yep, Russell, thank you for for doing what you did and inspiring Kenny. And it's this is gonna uh, this is gonna be much bigger than than uh, than just you and uh, and your wife once once it gets rolling here. You know, with with Kenny and and, and other CEOs that can make a difference, and other companies that you can if you can. You know, um, I know we're all going through stuff, but the reality is if we can, I, I love what King was able to do just to, you know, he got inspired. He was able to make a difference. Is there any other CEOs out there want to make a difference and partner up with the, you know, the, the, the meals up initiative and, and give back and with feeding American everything, we'd love to, you know, uh, call, call me if you, if you know, or let's find a way to connect and let's donate. Let's make a difference if we can and, uh, and serve. And so, uh, we, you know, Sierra and I, we, for our Why Not You Foundation, we've always thought about, you know, how, how can we, you know, help one one child at a time, you know, and I think that's what we've been focused on with our Why Not You Foundation. Okay, I know great. Kenny with Wheels Up, too. All right, great. Russell Wilson, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. Kenny Dickter, thanks for bringing this uh, uh, to us, and, and good luck uh, with all your efforts, and um, we'll speak to you guys uh, hopefully soon under different circumstances. Thanks. Squawk Pod, back after this. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. And that's Squawk Pod for today. Thank you for listening to this podcast from CNBC Squawk Box, hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern and subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you listen. You can tweet us at Squawk CNBC and stay safe. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 